danger is stealing in as relapse sums above the den. It's hard to know if this will Hello and welcome to episode 359 of the Thinking Poker Podcast. From Owings Mills, Maryland, I'm Andrew Brokus. I will be joined very shortly by uh, my guest. You know, he gave me permission to call him Gil because I was struggling to pronounce his uh, Portuguese name and um, I'm probably still going to butcher his last name, uh, Brasileiro or Brasileiro. Um, who is a Brazilian poker pro uh, and also an instructor um, with a, a Brazilian poker team called Card Room International. Actually, I mean, as the title suggests, no longer uh, only Brazilian. Um, we'll talk a little bit more in the inter- or a lot more in the interview about what exactly that means. But, you know, essentially he is like managing and coaching uh, and staking a lot of, or at least involved in the staking of um, you know, a lot of people playing a variety of different games and, and stakes. So one of the things that one of the or several of the things that we talk about in the interview that I think are, are quite interesting for anybody, although it's, it's interesting to get his perspective on these things, is um, you know how to get better at poker. How do you help people get better at poker? Um, the you know, one of the perks of, of a team like this is they have access to a lot of um, software and they can kind of they've put some thought into you know how do you distribute that software around the team or. Um, sort of in, ensure that the insights from the, the software uh, trickle to the appropriate places where, where you want them to be, depending on you know where people are in their poker careers and things, like who should be working with what software and, and how, you know, just staying on top of uh, the, the software scene in, in poker these days is uh, a task, frankly, that's um, beyond me. Like, I'm not fully aware of <laughs> what's, what's out there. I mean, I've got the stuff that I like, but I know there's some new things that I'm not fully on top of. Um, talk a lot about your know, mental game things and, uh, you know, just d- the different things that people are dealing with at, at different stakes as they're moving up. Uh, I just thought it was a really interesting perspective to get. I mean, partly we've we've never had a Brazilian on the show before for as big as poker is in Brazil. Um, you know, I think that's a, a nice perspective to get. But even more so than that, I think this perspective of, of a person who's um, in many ways like a manager of other poker players. Uh, and, you know, we've had a few people who fit that description, I guess, on the show before, but I always think it's an interesting perspective to, um, you know, people who have thought about how to improve not just themselves, but a lot of other people who are at various stages in the game and, and have various goals in the game. And on top of that, uh, he's just a, you know, interesting, funny, um, fun to talk to person. So I think you'll enjoy this conversation with uh, Gil Brasileiro. Um, there is a lot of strategy in, uh, or a lot of kind of like strategy adjacent talk in the episode. I'm not going to do a full strategy segment here. You can, of course, hear daily strategy segments from the Thinking Poker team, which is uh, myself, Nate Mavis, and WSOP Gold Bracelet winner, Carlos Welch. Um, you can hear from the three of us daily if you support the show on patreon.com slash thinkingpokerdaily. Uh, for as little as $5 a month, you can get access to uh, loads and loads of strategy segments from us. Um, so that's the best place if you want uh, the, you know, the, the podcast strategy 
uh, you, you want more and more of that juicy podcast strategy format. Of course, there's also a lot of strategy at www.nitcast.com, N-I-T-C-A-S-T.com. That's where you can find a lot of our premium podcasts, uh, the Weekend Warriors for both uh, cash game and tournament players, Carlos and my uh, Exploiting Small Stakes tournaments, instructional videos, uh, books from, from various of us, all that kind of good stuff at knitcast.com. Uh, thank you for listening, and please enjoy this interview with Gil Brasileiro. Thanks, Gil, for uh, taking the time to talk to me. Thank you guys for offering me the time as well. It's, um, we, we've been doing this show. I'm saying we. I, I have a co-host who's not uh, able to join us today, but uh, sometimes there's a we. Um, we've been doing this show for, uh, I think, nine years now. And um, you're actually the first Brazilian we've had on the show, which I think is, uh, is our mistake, because I know poker has been uh, a big deal in Brazil for, for a long time. Did you, um, did you grow up? playing poker or when did you get exposed to it no yeah actually around the uh, university uh like like in the beginning i started to to get you know poker stars on in those like free rolls that that you get uh spot in the next one that you, that you can make like actually real money mm-hmm. so it was playing like a very very uh, recreational i would say and after a while i find out some some city goals and change to like uh full tilt at the time and play like the 45 men on full tilt watching some before back then, uh, Sharkscope used to sell classes as well. You buy some tokens and you, and you can exchange in. So I watched like a lot of ping ping donks uh, stuff back in the days to 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 grind the forty five men uh, on full tilt. And you had not really been exposed to poker prior to that. Like you didn't like grow up playing with your family or anything. No, yeah, in Brazil it's kind of there's like a, a shady background, you know, like people <laughs> lost farm or people <laughs> lost a lot of money. They always talk about the, the the guys that lost something, but yeah, it's kind of not like supernatural for us. Even like bets, I would say it's 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 kind of new in Brazil, like all the the, the sports betting and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's something that we you're not used to like uh, back in the days. I think it was like no one uh, knew much about poker. You know, there was no poker houses unless it was like a hiding place or a house <laughs> where people usually like uh, yeah getting there to 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 play some cash tournaments. I think was like out of question as well. Like no, not not none of that. Uh, but yeah, after university, I went to US actually, and then I, I, I faced it. I wasn't playing; I was already like working. But I I, I was there when Black Friday uh, happened, and then I, I stayed for around like five years in US, and then I, I decided to come back in 2015. I I started applying a lot a lot of stables back in US uh, like late 2014, and I got some some interviews. Uh, I applied like for BBC Poker that was the the, the big international ones that I that I knew of by that time, and then one uh, one Brazilian uh, stable 
uh, we like gave me the the opportunity so I yeah I made a plan and came back to Brazil to to to, to play poker I always liked it and uh, on sitting goals I did quite quite well my my last year of university I just uh, I made like a, I worked at a AGSBC the bank <laughs> and uh, I just I did like six months payment so I was like man uh, I will I will just finish my my university uh, conclusion uh, work I don't know how you call it but yeah there's the the task that you have to do to to graduate <laughs> and I was I will focus on that and then play poker and, and then I will my plan was already to to go to US I, I always wanted like to to get the feeling you know to to know the culture everyone is like uh, passionate about the the dreaming uh, <laughs> the, the American dream you know so <laughs> So yeah, that's why uh, back in 2015 that I I actually like became a, a poker pro and, and just focused on that. Did you play uh, any live poker at all when you were in the US? Like, did you ever go to the card rooms or anything? You know, as soon as you get there, you see so much stuff going on that that, that, that is impossible for you not to sit at a table and, and play some some live caches and, and and even some MTTs. But yeah, I, I played a little bit before, like I find a, a job. I I, I played in area and played on, on Venetian. There was like big room there. I think Venetian is the like the biggest one, and. Uh, and uh, and yeah, by the by the, the I think it was 2013. I broke my collarbone uh, snowboarding on, on Big Bear, the, the the mountain in California, and I I stayed out of like the work for two months. So I went back to it and I, I started playing some area daily daily MTTs, the 125, if I'm not mistaken, and and I did good on, on some of those. So I started taking after I came back to. to from the injury i start take some days off and stuff like that and 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 adding a little bit more of poker you know in in my routine i think it was even back in 2000 i'm not sure but i, I signed for for tournament poker edge uh the website the training website back in back there i think it was deuce cracks deuce cracks deuce cracks deuce something yeah, like that the deuce is cracked is the one you're thinking of yeah, yeah deuce <laughs> is cracked and then i'm not sure if there is uh the run it once was uh, already up but yeah i learned i i think you you were on, on the the ones that did a lot of videos for for tournament for poker tournament edge, right yeah. mm-hmm yeah so yeah i remember i recorded like all the videos as well to watch it on, on my pc and and to to re-watch it or to watch watch it a little bigger speed sometimes but yeah i, I watch a lot of the your content uh, <laughs> back in the days you know and yeah i think yeah uh, in, in vegas was was nice but like i i was working very very hard so the time that i i had a little bit time off it was like more not much poker uh, thinking you know it wasn't on the we 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 barely go to the the day strip when we when we leaving there actually like it's not the place you want to you want to get traffic yeah Basically. what um when you talked about uh, up doing interviews for uh, the various staking uh, stables, the BBZ and, and other ones, um, what do those interviews look like? Like, what is what is the process for? Um, what, what are they What are they looking for? 
So I think there's two kinds now. Uh, looking back, like BBZ and Pocard, they didn't actually like go through the process with me because I didn't have sample, you know, on online poker. Mm -hmm. My sample was back in 2010, sitting goals and stuff like that because I couldn't play in US. So they didn't like give me the, the, the interview. They just like didn't accept the application. But the Brazilian ones, They kind of do like a, a, a start, very beginner approach, you know, like they, 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 they just looking for people who has like the time to learn and they don't, don't, didn't care much if you have a lot of experience or, or not, you know, they just, they do like a very small deal for the player back in the, back in the days, like my first deal was like 25% of my, of my equity uh, being stacked, staked by the Brazilian and there was like steps for me to, to, to be growing my, my percentage deal. So like every four or 3k dollars, like I would be going up like 2.5%, you know. So yeah, they did like three interviews, just making sure like I was the right fit in, uh, about like making the volume. Don't need like much money to leave from poker because like it was my first year and so. So that was like the kind of uh, mandatory requirements I would say. And you're working now for a. Um I mean, you're you're on the other side of the operation now, right? Like you're, yeah, you're uh, running just, a, a staking house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we kind of mixing the approach. We want, of course, like uh, consolidated uh, consolidated regs. You know, like people that already have. But like we're very new to the marketing and to, to the international marketing. I'm I'm just part partner up with the, the the card room guys they they have like a huge brazilian stable then they do like all kinds of of of, of uh abi uh levels i would say like they have people from micro stakes grinding sitting goals 50 cents one dollars from two two of the of the divisions i would say of the team like there's like 20 guys in each of them like playing like 500s and and even thousand uh buyings you know mtts but yeah they they have like a lot on the brazilian market but we are not like known uh, out of the out of this market you know we're trying to reach more uh, of the international public but we know like like russians for, for example like they have like their own stables they uh, every country like does that i i think and and it's hard for to getting there it's like a, it's hard for like we see we don't see much brazilians like in international stables if you see brazilian in poker bbz for example they are like on the brazilian division most of the time few of them are like on the international division and after the brazilian team i have a very good experience working with like pads elmerics and european you know the big big guys mm -hmm. and uh, i spent like four years with them and like they they just some something else you know the, the way they approach life and and poker and and how they they guided us by by example showing like that that's no easy way there's no easy path and and you you get what you do as well what you contribute with the like uh, the community and and everyone helping each other and and that yeah changed my perspective a lot from from what i came before uh, on the brazilian stable and uh, 
uh, and yeah, I found that it was a good opportunity to to yeah help some people and and develop on them like the the good poker uh, skills and, and mindset as well. That is uh, something that is very important, I would say, for for poker players. What does this look like? I mean, aside from obviously from from putting up the money, you know, what exactly is a is a stable providing? I mean, do you have like structured coaching that you do yeah. over Zoom or something? Or you have like a Discord, you know, what does that look like? Yeah, we have a community on Discord where we have like all the uh, the chats that the guy needs. If you if he needs helps with softwares, we can put softwares on makeup. And even on the beginning, we gave we gave some some softwares like HRC. We the plan is to have like a server as well where the guys will have like POS over uh, uh, hand to notes, simple pre flop, and 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 what what not. So the the structure is the the, the part of helping you know like you look you look at uh, players today like playing on their own and like you ask what, what is your schedule today like what to what you're gonna play what's your buying how much you're gonna spend and, and like is I think it most of them like are not like very organized like overall you know most players wants I, to I sit down <laughs> click register and and then that's it you know like what's your roi like what what's the tournaments you make more money what's the websites are are taking more hake back to you and then what's the ones that take too much rake from like the same the same tournament you know so like all this this back the scenes uh stuff uh we we help out so we have like tiers and then the guy get in on like and tier nine tier eight and and playing like ten dollars sixteen dollars and and then can go up like to tier one and play like the the higher ones but yeah we we try to help like uh everything since the they start and and how to do like their schedules how they they plan the day and and everything around it and at the same time we give like two two coaches a week uh and then sometimes i do a stream but lately i, I i've been i've been in some other projects as well that i i didn't have much time to play uh, back in 2015, I played like 20,000 MTTs on on Poker Stars, and, and this year um, I'm, I'm I probably has less than than a thousand. So wow. I'm not being able to put like the volume I, I would like. So, but but yeah, uh, we we help like all the way. I, I would say. It's interesting you were emphasizing um, people needing help with uh, setting a schedule or, or deciding what sites to play on. Uh, I mean, not that people don't need help with that. I, I would have thought you would emph- or that like kind of the, the biggest help would be how to use the software, right? I mean, I mean, there's so much um, powerful software out there now. Uh, you know, there's a PO Simple, HRC, and uh, none of them, I think, are all that intuitive to use. I, I think even more so than the cost of, of buying the programs, the real cost is the time that goes into like learning how to use them and, and actually using them well. I, I would think that's where a lot of the uh, the value of kind of like being on a, a team would, would come from is getting support on uh, you know, both benefiting from work other people are doing on with that software and also just sort of learning how to use it well yourself. Yeah, I mean that's 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 that that's the goal. I would say like for the player to get to to learn and, and to use those tools. But I I have to tell you, it's hard to find those that wants to focus a lot on that. Most mm-hmm. most of them they want like everything really already like uh, 
I don't know the word, but you know, like in already little pieces for them to get it and an easy way, and, and like it's hard to get people to 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 go in the softwares and everything. Like like I was saying back in the Brazilian stable, everything was coming from this table. Nothing was going back. There's no not a lot of players like giving any any information and, and like sharing stuff because they didn't. They was like not incentivized as well to do like and 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 also like the stable didn't go like all the way on the softwares and stuff like that they, they had their own way of like uh looking at population analysis of like stats because they had like a lot of horses and so they, they could have a good sample on, on population but yeah i think the software part is like if, if it was about it like i i don't uh, it's not like everything that the player will, will need like i don't think the team is like you can have friends and you can see tutorials like you don't need to like give up like 50 of your equity to to just because of the software but yeah i think like in my date like in my my daily routine the softwares are very very much included like all the time uh, like even now i didn't even start my day uh, yet i didn't like i i already have like a couple of those opens here before we we start to talk so yeah it's it's like the routine should be there but like it's hard to get to the level as well that the players uh spend a lot of time on it and they find like resistance on the table you know i think they they most go look for 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 more more when like they they are they're on a downswing or things are not working out well you know i think the the bankroll is one of the main stuff like i i would say that people would would join because it's hard to face some swings and also who doesn't want to play a little bit over what they their limits you know like <laughs> <You're right. laughs> who doesn't look at the price pays and instead of like the the low variance stuff with less players you know every every horse that not every horse but like uh, all the, the the ones that i i'm in contact with like they they only like if you see like a two dollars tournament with like three thousand people paying like 2k on up top and then a seven dollars tournaments uh 750 whatever like with 300 that the guy just needs like one third of the ROI to, to make the same amount of dollars like they always gonna pick like the, the big feuds with the big price of top because yeah it's, it's just I don't know in, in, in their mind you know like the, the price and stuff like that so that, the that's why they're playing MTTs and not cash right they want the big score yeah yeah true but, but yeah there, there's like uh, some naive way of seeing it and, and thinking like you're gonna make money as, uh, as much like if you like making the, the those like a little bit uh, bad choices let's put it this way because variance on MTT is, is huge when you're playing on your own like you, you never want to have like an average field of 2,000 people you know for you to beat that variance like it's gonna take time and then you you need to like go lower buyings and then if you make like a hundred ROI in a 250 and, and, and like 25, 33%, whatever, in, in a 750, like you're making like the same amount of money. Uh, but yeah, long term and, and, and math and, and investments, I think like people really want to make the money, but they always like, how many hours did they spend learning how to invest money? You know, like they're so worried about making money, making money. They don't don't even know how to use when they get it. And then <laughs> things get like, things get uh, weird after all, you know, like there's, uh, like I would say, mindset in, in poker is just, yeah. I think today's table can help everywhere. And, and like on those downswings on reviewing your hands, reviewing your stats, 
and giving like the material a little bit more uh, digested for you uh, you know like uh, I would be I run way more scenes than everyone that I have uh, now at least on, on my on my end of the of the stable there I would say because yeah most of the guys playing ten dollars five dollars and don't don't feel yet like they need to be learning much of theory poker is like a, a different career i would say it's not like everything else we go to university first we learn the basics and then we grow up and then we go internship or whatever to learn how to do in practice and then we we start working and, and hoping for a good job and promotions and stuff poker you you have the chance to to start and and and, and, and quit your job in, in two weeks if you make like a decent money and then you're gonna find out you need to improve so many things that you that that's not that uh, easy as it looks like uh, yeah and then, th this is yeah. probably getting a little bit less true but um I, i've always said that i think what what foils most uh, professional you know, people who, who try to make it as a professional and, and don't end up doing it. I think historically the problem has not been that they weren't good enough at poker. It was that they weren't good enough at what you're saying, kind of the, the money management and, and the mental game side of things where they can't handle downswings or they can't handle upswings, right? You know, they have one good month and then they blow a bunch of money at, uh, you know, buy a car or at the strip club or, or yeah, that, that kind of thing. Change the, the, the lifestyle right. very quickly. Don't see as a, like they see as an income that is going to constantly constantly come uh, every month right, or whatever yeah. they they put in their head yeah that's that's a big one yeah it, it i started like with 20 guys on the brazilian stable and then only like six of them uh continued to play like after the first year i would say and then yeah today that must be like three guys four guys so it, it, it's and it's getting harder every day you're like the amount of of knowledge that is free out there like the amount of softwares websites like we're talking oh uh, it's interesting to join a stable to learn how to do the solving stuff and and and, and mess with all the tools but like you you have websites today that they have the, the the game solved i would say with all the trees already up there in the cloud and and you can navigate it without like inputting any sizes or any ranges or stuff like that everything it comes ready to you uh, i would say at least in cash game i see i see they're already out there so uh, in, in mtts is 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 just about time i think to to show up as well so how important do you think it is then that people actually do any of their own uh, solver work or, or theory work? I mean, if if you can, like, do, do, I mean, does it not work if, if you just sort of do the work and digest it and then feed it and say, like, here, here are the important takeaways, now go play? Yeah. At what point do people need to do it for themselves? I mean, it's, it's uh, if you're very patient to wait for your time or, or to wait your hands or something, like that to be answered or, or like if you trust everyone's uh, analysis and, and range that they gave and and as well like uh it's in it's, it's like not about like what you have to do with specifically uh holdings every time you know because if it, if it was about that like the then 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 like you we're not gonna be learning anything when we look at the solvers we try to understand why is he doing why he's speaking like sometimes a natural combos for your brain to be doing raises or 
or to be doing calls instead of the, the ones that you bring here are telling you like the blockers of the second barrel like matters a lot not blocking some folding uh, part of the range of the villain uh, uh, so looking at the silvers are, uh, like and also like no one is playing exactly like this OV. So if I have like everything digested every time, like and, and trust, like if I don't edit any of the responses, I will be playing against uh, a machine that that we never face at the table. So every spot that you run, you you actually have to go and you have to do, to do some editing. And nowadays, like Hentunoch is, is doing like a, a sick job of, of, of analyzing data. So you, you so I, I have like some population stats that I can uh, that I can get and, and say like, OK, Silver is not even using small seabed sizing on, on this board. And I and I look at population and they are only using small size on this board. So I mean, everyone that is looking at that seam and saying, "Oh, okay," like like I have one in my front, my front now heard like ten six five uh, small blind against button uh, fifty big blinds deep. There's like sixty one percent of checking back, and then you look at population. Population has like 74% of seabed in position. So like going to this board specifically, like they, we're going to find a lot of one thirds where sober only likes to, to use like half pot plus. So, so yeah, uh, the sobers are, are very good and to give you like insights about like everything, but like you have to look at in, in a more, uh, I don't know what the word, but like bigger picture you know like not just oh okay i have queen 10 and the board is queen uh, 10 6 5 i have to check it for half of the time and then half of the time i have to bet two thirds but then yeah what is the response against that in silver and then in reward uh, there is there any leads from the small blind in reward is there any leads on, on silvers and and yeah everything gets a little bit bigger you know like most things that we're gonna learn is like okay queen queen nine not betting because like making a lot of some dominated hands to fold we can bluff out in later street while like queen four that cleans the queen out is good to bet big so so we're already making like some queen eighting different from from auto position stuff like that this is like the the best takeaways of, of some of, of most of the spots you know understanding like what are you doing why are you doing what are you targeting and then as well comparing responses to check like if populations are actually like uh, responding that way if not we also like should to should adjust and, and then see the new responses how do you decide where to focus your your efforts when you're doing that kind of solver work um you know obviously like as you said you know the, the goal isn't just to figure out how you should play you know one particular hand or one particular spot how do you um organize that i mean do you kind of have a sense of like okay we're going to be working on like continuation betting flops button versus uh big blind this this week or you know how, like how do you um yeah i for me i try to i try to simplify a lot as well like not having multiple sizes and stuff like that so what i run script is uh in the positions and, and find out like where is the spots we should have in more checks and then i go deep on them and find out like do i really have to do that like is that how population responds and and but like to decide that most i like to 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 go with the the things that happens more often you know mm -hmm. like i'm not going to be 
studying any four bets post flop. I'm not gonna like I. I just measure like let's say I play a session and I save like ten hands, and then I mean I see there's like couple of three bad spots that I, I'm in doubt about, about strategy or I have like another ones that are against small blind that doesn't have like as often as the, against big blind so I, I try to divide them like for for the ones that are they're most happening to the ones that the least uh, happens you know to, to be studying but yeah normally we, we start comparing positions so when we're talking about small uh, big blind against in position so we go from the button we, we, we give a little tighter range and go from hijack cut off and then give the tightest one uh, UTG and then go fi finding out like what is what is changing like the, the the bluff cards that we have in in in, in button is so many options when we go to UTG we find some very unnatural bluffs that Silver really likes to bet some third pair sometimes and then and, and he, he like he's putting pressure in, in other kinds of hands with different size so it's, it's it's like it's very big like i don't know to say like how i would choose to separate and to study but normally uh, we go like with 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 the flow like we like we're saying spots a lot of spots against big blind and then some of the the market hands we try to to get deep if we want to understand some three bad pots we run a script with like 180 boards and start to just looking at numbers first find find out spots that we might just be playing different and then see like what is good or not on, on those and then doing like a, a summary like of all the boards with all the sizes like yeah if, if i could show my screen you would see like a, a little bit of it like i go to all the boards in specific position with like a sheet with saying i should check this amount bet small uh, I don't know another percent, and then the back bet big uh, another percentage, and then like all them together, and then if there's something that I, I is already uh, looks to me like different that I would be doing, that, that's that's the the boards I start to focus on, on, and then also like if population is played totally different, I already like uh, already normally to stud population, I, I I make silver just out of betting position, like force out of position to check. <laughs> right. And then forcing position to bet and then find out like where are the big exploits I, I could be doing but but yeah it's so many options to study so many things to see uh, stacks are, are different everywhere you play you have monker giving you all the ranges but then all the positions have the same amount of chips and, and when you see a, a table an mtt table like that that happens only on the first hand of <laughs> right. the MTT, you know. So yeah, people just get too fixated with the with the approach, and they want to use like uh, how do you say in, in time assistance or stuff like that. But that, but that's not gonna give like them a lot of money unless they are playing like against the robots that they think they are, and also the stacks and those ranges as well. Like everyone you play at the table, like they they are playing different ranges if you don't know how how to react against different shoving ranges like you're never gonna know like the the, the good EV of calls you know if you always give the the HRC the the, the the you don't edit any ranges and you get only like uh equilibrium 
you're just going to make a lot of mistakes in game. So you have to go like for tighter range to, to see how you would play against tighter guys and also like against the wider ones and then yeah, make it, uh, good decisions in game based on a on, on little bit extra information that you have on your opponents, I would say. Yeah, I, I found that's a lot of people's biggest uh, either misunderstanding about solvers or a mistake when using solvers is not really understanding what the output is telling you. Right, that it, it's not just this is how you should play the hand. Right, that that's not what a, mm -hmm. what a you're not just looking up the answer to how to play the hand. Um, the, mm -hmm. the way I had it described to me once that really has has helped me think about it is, you know, you're using it more like a, a scientist would use a microscope. You know, you're using it to conduct experiments. You're saying, you know, I'm I'm going to look at the situation and then I'm going to change a variable. Uh, I'm going to you know, use a different bet size or assume a different range for the opponent and then I'm going to see how things change. And so, you know, my mm -hmm. takeaway isn't I should be betting queen six 40% of the time. My takeaway is, you know, I should be betting the queen six against the tighter players and checking it against the weaker player, the uh, looser players or something like that. You know, but it, it's more, um, you're, you're still getting information about how to play about against different kinds of opponents or, or under different sets of, of assumptions. You're not just trying to you know, memorize an output for a particular situation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, I, I use PO also just because that's kind of what I got, got started with, and I invested a lot of time in like, figuring out how to use it. I kind of get the mm -hmm. sense now that, you know, between like Simple and um, with GTOX, like, I mean, there's probably other ones I haven't even heard of that are out there. Uh, I mean, is, yeah. is PO still really like the, the best uh, option? Or, you know, like, it, it seems like the, the software is just like exploding for this right now. I can't even really keep up with it. Yeah, they they just did a, uh, an upgrade, right? A couple months ago, they they they, they released it PO Silver 2.0, and they did a lot of changes uh, on the engine, so everything is, is faster now. Like the the frequency of the hands are, are mostly getting like to they 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 are more like full frequency. Like they they mix it still a lot, but different than the last one. Like it's more accurate. I would say all the all the EVs and the frequencies and they also uh, give the options to add jobs so like like you can set up a lot of trees and later one put it to to run different stacks different uh, boards different everything like so they also input like a GTO trainer on it I, I I'm I'm not the best person to say because I always messed with Pew and and that's like I I, I had like simple post flop but I think the layout is a little bit different and, and, and Pew, you, you have like all the turns already run and, and stuff like that and simple you have to go and run the turn and I, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right because I didn't mess a lot of it but uh, back in the days I tried card runners EV was a pain yes. to, to set up yeah. one three man and uh, and I see like Romeo Pro doing like a coach on it it was like man oh, this is so hard to do and then uh, there's another ones yeah but I, I, I to be honest I only mess with Pew and I think yeah there's poker is no way for, for some some pre-flop and some post-flop maybe even Monker does do some 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 really deep analysis and then everything but yeah i i mess only with with pio and i think it's a it's a very good tool if you if you use it well yeah yeah i, I think this is really seems to be where the um the, the direction that the, the software is going is making the information making the outputs more 
digestible, uh, not necessarily making, I mean, the solvers are already very powerful and I'm sure they are getting more powerful, but I, th I think the, the biggest value add, and I guess there's also some software sites that are cropping up that are kind of an interface between people and solvers, like you said, like the trainers and, and those kinds of things that help you to, to do practical and useful things with the software yeah. and make it a little bit more intuitive how to extract useful information from it. Yeah, one of the good uh, tools of Pew that I think a lot of people that have have Pew don't use. Have you seen the the software, the simple post flop? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so the simple post flop, right on uh, next to the range, there's an options for you to select or not select, like two pairs, over pairs, stop pairs, like all the all the combos, right? And in Pew, it goes inside of Range Explorer, right on the on, on the right there, very right, and like Range Explorer, and that's that's one of the things that I miss in Pew, right next to the to the ranges there, because like when I see people working on simple post flop, like they they can easily find out. So let's look our, our two pair, our second pairs, how you reacting, which ones we are we are playing uh, as a check call, which ones are we flash playing or when we're barreling, like what 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 is our error or everything. Like you can select them and just see those parts of the range and understanding like what what is the part of the range that one must bluff and, and where is my value cut, you know, like top pairs and then uh, percentage of, of betting with the top pairs or barreling or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's a very nice tool that you can, you can check like the, the where the ranges interact and you can see like out of positions line and in positions line and what percent of the range they get really close or if there is boards that are in positions just killing everywhere on the equity and you know like you you can start flop betting and even like using big sizes and stuff like that so yeah, I think I, I see a lot of, 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 of guys that has you and, and don't mess like with it as, as much as they could as well and, and focus a lot on, on the answer of the, the holdings. Yeah. Um, I, I also I like the uh, the graphs that show how the EV is distributed across a range, you know, to, to get that sense of, is this sort of like a, a smooth distribution where like all of your hands have some amount of EV or all of an opponent's hands, you know, have, have some amount of EV or is it more like, mm -hmm. you know, there's certain hands that have all the EV and then like a more polarized uh, kind of kind of range. But I think that's very useful. Um, yeah. yeah, I just think that's like, it, it, that, that kind of visualization I think is, is very helpful. There's so much data and I think, you know, tools to help visualize that data are very helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hotness stuff is also cool, like looking how we do play in every different turns and stuff. But yeah, the, the ever complete uh, tool, I would say. Um, so, you know, we, we were kind of talking about that this is maybe not even the most important thing for people, <laughs> right? That like what's really tripping up a lot of people is uh, our, our mental game things more so than, um, than not being good enough at cards, I'm sure, especially in like smaller stakes games how yeah. do you work with people on that dude yeah it's kind of one of the things that i thought like when you're playing like low state you're not gonna get into your head too much but i see players like the the, the that i that i've been coaching now that they really have trouble like tournaments very very small tournaments but they get the beats and they and they 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 lose, you know, they, they lose their, their minds, uh, like in, in so many ways and like such a small thing for me that I, 
that with like my experience and a lot of a lot of downswings on the way as well uh i find it like i i i try to put myself on their shoes you know and try to show them like how how is it important that that he's messing he's losing it now when playing small and playing with like uh, invested uh, money that that is helping nothing is coming out of his pocket at this moment <laughs> and and if it wasn't about that like poker would not be alive you know if there was no people winning without knowing anything about the game what, what, what happens like that's the variance like we we just should be thankful like for the variance uh, i try to put it but it's hard when you're looking you're having you're getting the beats and and nothing is working out is is hard i i, I read uh, uh, a couple of books from jared and and i really like them I recommend to my players to 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 read them as well. Like uh, I forget the, game name, of the name, yeah, Mental mm -hmm. One and, and Mental Game of Poker Two, and yeah, they, they, those really help. But but yeah, I, I was trying to find here a shot with with one of the players that uh, <laughs> is more close to me and, and starts to to complain at some hands as well at the point that I said, man, just please stop. I see this every day, every time, you know, in my hands, and then I have to see yours as well. <laughs> and like, dude, um, yeah, I, I know what you're feeling. We all been there. It's just gonna keep happening. If you don't learn how to respect it and, and how to pass through it, you know, like, uh, it's just your day to day. If it's going to be happening with everyone every day, like we, we our, our brain is just so selective that we, we remember a lot of the, the ones that, that we dropped from the tournament or we, we got really short stack because of a bad beat. But to get there, we probably made like two guys don't sleep that night you know or something like that it's just made another to win a tournament how many people are just hating on us you know like uh with the amount of bet that we that, that we give you know uh so yeah sometimes it's hard but yeah we we we're putting in the seed and and, and hope they 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 will learn with uh, getting stronger you know with with the the scars <laughs> Um, oh yeah, so th this is something that I, I struggle with some because I do like one-on-one -on -one coaching with people, and uh, I, I know that like part of what people want is to be able to vent to me. Like that is, I think, part of what they're like paying for is to have someone who will, will listen to their um, okay, to their yeah. to their bad luck. But at the same time, I like I do think at some point I'm not really doing them a service where it's like, I think you shouldn't be so like, I understand that this is frustrating, but I don't think you're really doing yourself any favors by getting hung up on it. Right. I mean, cause on the one hand it's like, well, yeah, of course I'm going to get frustrated when such and such happens. But like, I think you can get less frustrated by that over time. And I think one of the ways you do it is by sort of not, um, not, not indulging it or not just like accepting it as uh, oh, of course, I'm just going to lose my mind when I get bad beat, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's also like uh, uh, when you say I, I thought about it, but it's like they want to show that they're doing the right thing, you know. But things are not happening for them for, for some yeah. reason. Sometimes I, mean, I would I imagine that's like especially tricky for for the people who are in a stable where there is that prospect of like. I mean, they don't want to lose their backing; they want to be able to move up. So I, I mean, I guess they do have some incentive to show you, like, oh, even though I'm not winning money right now, you know, don't give up on me. Here's like I'm still a good player. Look, yes. here's why I'm losing. Yes. 
this. And yeah, the, the, I mean, it's a uh, it's a completely different situation on, on on our side. I would I would say like the the way I started was like, hey, here's some some very good like tips, and 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 you go there and do it and do as as much as you can. Like go volume, volume, volume. Your ROI is a, whatever five percent. You don't make like good money, but when I have like 20, 30, 50, 100 horses making 5%, I'm just getting getting good. But for me, like I tell them, dude, like I say, man, you guys are playing low here. Like some, some guys getting new there and they want to play higher. And I was like, dude, there's there's 20 plus videos for you to watch and for you to get poker, better at poker before you get in, you in touch with the tables again. Of course, I don't want you to do that and just forget about the table and go learn and go and, and you know, go all in on the videos and stuff like that because you also going to need time to digest that and to understand and, and to get better and practicing it is, is good for you, you know. But I, I'm on the I'm on the completely off route, you know, of, of, of restables and stuff like that. And, and my partners just just don't talk more about it with me because like I I don't accept. Like I want people to also like be have their life, you know, enjoy life. Like is we only have one. Like we, we should do what we like. But we have to do in a in an organized and, and, and smart way, you know. I tell the guys, man, you're doing like forty you you're making forty percent of your money and, and, and you're pulling like seven fifty five dollars tournaments that and you want to make money, I'm I'm already telling you like you're not gonna be making money here. Like yeah. if you if you joining to to make money as soon as you joined uh, uh, with the poker skills that you have like you should be playing on your own, you know. Like if you have the 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 bankroll to play a seven, five, ten dollar tournaments, you should be playing on your own. For for me, like the joining this table, the constructing this community is about like uh, growing every every everywhere. Like uh, not, not not only poker and like not looking at the money and especially giving it back. You know, for me. Uh, we do steps like oh, if you make 5k, you can go up like five percent, and then next five percent will be like 10k or whatever. But like a couple of players already told them like every two months we're gonna see who is dedicating, who is giving more to the community, and those guys are already like going up on the percentage because we need that. We need like everyone working to everyone participating. Like people complain about giving up percentages, but like. They don't even like get the most of the money that they are paying, you know. Like there's players that don't don't share hands, don't share doubts, and then you go do a one on one with them. There's a lot of things that could save them a bunch of chips, like on the long run, you know. Like just simple, simple stuff as like opening 2.5 in a in a 20. 20 BBs average table. Like if you if you get jammed, if you're doing that a lot with hands that we can call, like you, you get jammed a hundred times, you're losing f like 50 big blinds. So, so it, it, on the one hand, this looks like little, but like there's a bunch of stuff that, that the guys can be doing and losing like a lot of chips on the long run. And if you guys don't share with us, like it's gonna take more and more time for for us to be helping you. You know so. So yeah, I, I lost a little track of the of how we started there, but, <laughs> but, but, but uh, uh, that's okay. You, you caught my interest on something there. So you're saying even even within the stable, people are reluctant to share things for fear of like giving away, uh, you know, sort of like helping their competitors. Is that what you're saying? How many times I have wow. to ask you? 
impressed. You're impressed. And like they, they, some of the guys they don't even know like what the what the opportunity they are having. You know, like what what is up like any stakes and and how the long term in poker. Like I, I started even talking about people like man we starting a team uh, with a very good background in brazilian stable and and we're gonna be big you know opportunities will come for you to not be like having to work at the tables 24 7 like 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 most of the grinders do you know like i i i took long time to to just realize i didn't put enough effort on my coaching career let's put it this way as well on my uh and then that's something that now is taking me way longer than it should because i i i didn't like uh, water that seed as much as I should on, on the way, you know, a little bit by, by, by year by year. So I just focused too much on myself and helping the committed I was in. But I also like I didn't think about becoming a coach on the community I was in as, as happening to other guys that, 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 that are very like good and knowing poker nowadays let's put like Renit once coaches poker international once coaches like a lot of guys coming from the community that i that i came i are doing great on this area because like they they worked a little bit more than i did on this uh and i'm already telling these guys like if you look if you're joining poker now if you're starting it now and you're only looking at like registering registering that's that's where is the money coming like you, you're already like not starting on the on the best way i would think you know like uh, learning before the, the playing would be like way better and and also like thinking that poker as a as a career with like is a bigger field than just playing playing at the tables you know uh, i saw yuri the, like the nerd guy saying like when he is learning the the new games that uh, he plays like the all the omahas and has and whatnot he just takes like 70 percent of the time that he's investing in his studying and then 30 percent playing on the beginning so uh, it's just uh, and a, a smart approach let's put it as a right for you to be learning a lot and then and then going to the tables but in in small stakes it's just also like there's a lot of money running as well and and everyone knows the basic of the games and stuff like that but yeah you would be impressed all my guys i i, I go on the chats and they see how things are going and i was like hey you need to share more. We need to get to know you better so we can help you uh, faster, you know. We give softwares and, and, and say, okay, we're going to give you an AJRC license here. You're going to be splitting with this guy because you can use in two machines. But, like, you have a couple months to show us if, if, if it's worth to give to you or if it's not. Because if you don't share the content, if you don't run the sims, like, why are we we going to leave, like, the lessons with you, you know? We're just going to test another guy and then you give you another opportunity later. But it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard. What do you enjoy outside of poker with your with your one life to live? Yeah, I've been neglected a, a, a little bit on that, my man. I've been neglected a little bit on that. When I, I when I came back to US, I was serving uh, steaks on a Brazilian steakhouse called uh, Texas de Brazil in Vegas. And then when I was there, there was a bunch of players that I served meat 
that I that, that I started with. So some Brazilian guys that that you might not know the names, but some you will like Andrea Cari. I, I used to I serve that meet. Uh, yeah, that one. You, you Alexandre Gomes was the one that that, that made the, the bracelet as well. But behind those, there's a lot of like uh, smaller guys that that. We're, we're going to the dream and, and playing like the WSOP and and then when I came back it was like man I'm so way behind everyone because I spent like four four and a half years out of poker and then I'm, I'm trying to make this like a living now I'm coming to, back to Brazil with like uh, no not a, a big savings. I, I was buying like an apartment uh, at the time, like the ones I don't know how it works there, but here we we can buy before it gets it's ready. So we buying on the on the blueprint, mm -hmm. and then we, we pay a little bit uh, cheaper, and then wait like five six years to be to be getting the apartment. So I had that. that. And I told my parents, yeah, I need that place to stay. I need some food, and and I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm coming back, but I'm not gonna be back like uh, like full time back. I would say like so. I just in 2015, I just grinded a lot in my mind as well as like man, if I cannot like have a girlfriend or something like that because <laughs> right. that will take me so so much time. And I went to the challenge like I I went to the challenge a couple years ago and, uh, and I had a relationship and and, uh, and uh, I, I I didn't I don't have like the same mindset that I that the one that I was behind everyone and I had to put way way more hours than everyone to get like close to the place that they were but yeah I now after beat me they uh, there was some point where they said like gee you just man come on take a week off because you're just working so hard and, 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 and the tables are hurting you at this moment. You have to go down a little bit on the binds and and but the first of all you need you need a break, you know, you need a you need a, a vocation. So yeah, I, I've been learning and, and taking some times off and and every two months and even like before scoop inside of scoop because I, I had so many classes to give before scoop that I had to take a time during the, the first week of scoop but yeah I'm, I'm taking more care of me trying to spend more time with my my family my my sister my 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 niece my my nephew but yeah i i like going out but I, since the pandemic stuff as well like the, i had more excuses to to just do very little on this social social world let's put it this way but i i was able to put back some the, the sport routine after things cleared out a little bit and we are able to at least run without a mask so but yeah I, I i i did some traveling went some 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 camping some some peaceful places you know like a lot like a lot of nature nature and 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 animals dogs horses whatever i can find i, I like it but yeah it's it's uh, i need to work a little harder on that as well on taking times off and, and taking days off what about in terms of uh, the arts, you know, music, TV, books, any uh, any favorites you would recommend? 
I really like the Daily Stoic. Uh, I've been reading it, and, and it's like every day a, a nice message. I didn't go too much in the novels, or, or I don't know how, how you say, like the, the, the books with history. I always went to, like, uh, did... Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, all the, the, that collection, I, I really liked it and I, I wrote, uh, read all of those when I was like a younger, a little bit before university still. And yeah, like, uh, how do you call it? Auto-help? No, uh, uh, self-help. Self-help yeah. Self uh, books. Like I, 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 the one that I, I, I read like three times and the, the one that I really, really liked it and, and helped me every way also like in poker, I would say, is uh, Relentless. Oh, I haven't heard of that. Uh, that Relentless is uh, from uh, the coaching of, of, of uh, Kobe Bryant and uh, uh, that's a very, very good one that I, I, I really, I lent it to a, to a friend and he took wages to give me back. I was like <laughs> very jealous of it. I was like, come on, man, <laughs> give my book back. <laughs> But yeah, I really, really like that one. But yeah, I, I have, I, I'm, I didn't develop like a very solid uh, reading routine as, a, as I should. I got to meditation and I, I spent like a couple of years doing like every, every day. And, and I think, yeah, by the, the time that 2020 starts of the year, it started all this crazy stuff, like a lot of my, my routines got, got uh, bad, I think, about sports and about reading and stuff like that. Uh, anything else that you want to uh, share with people? Anything you want to plug? Anything like that? Yeah, I would say to people that are starting in poker and want some help on that, plug, uh, put our, find us on, on Instagram, on our Facebook, the Card Room International uh, stuff. And there is also like CNC Poker, a community of like high stakes and mid stakes regulars where, where I coach. Uh, I don't know how many of Brazilians would be reaching, but but we I have like a, a sensei uh, community that is also like big in Brazil that they they provide some coachings for profit as well. But yeah, I think I think that is that is it. I really really appreciate your time and and I'm and I'm old big big fan of you uh, of your videos and and, <laughs> and everything you you produce for for tournament poker. Right? Well, thanks very much. I, I appreciate it on on both counts. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Thank day. You. All right, you too. Take I know you